Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Go ahead. Are you recording? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. up? What you need? I was going to yell the word farts really loud. <laughs> while y'all were recording. But I, I didn't, didn't know for sure whether you were or were not recording, and I didn't want to be rude. I didn't have dairy. So you, you came can't... in to ask if we were recording. <laughs> yes. To make sure we were recording so that you could yell farts. Yes. We appreciate it, Josh. Okay, yes, Thanks Josh, we're recording. Us. Okay. Farts! <laughs> Thank you! You're welcome! Love you! Love you, too! That's Josh. He works with us. He's a dunderhead. And he's he's so nice before he interrupts our podcast. He's like, excuse me, can this. I interrupt your podcast and yell something? I get he's permission such, first. He's such a doofus. You know, Wednesday nights we work at the library and we get kind of bored, so we decided to Google ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speak for yourself. You're the one that did it. I didn't do it. Googling yourself is fun. Get with the program, Martha. <laughs> And we found two other lists that were on, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting. I thought it was pretty I d- cool. It blew my mind. Because I, like, I didn't know about these ones. And, you I know, didn't either. like, okay, well, I know about this one. I know about this one. I'm like, Frosted Beard Guy, what? Through the website, they sell, like, book-related stuff, too. It was it was kind of a cool Yeah, website. like, they have merchandise, and they're artists, which is really cool. Talked about wanting to spread the word of books. And I'm like, oh my God, these are our people. Uh-huh. It's called Frostbeard Studios. Frostbeard, Frostbeard Studios. Studio. And they have coffee mugs with little book sayings and stuff on them. And yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. I was impressed. So if you guys are listening, thank you for putting us on your list. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you didn't tell us. Oh. I thought it was cool. So I looked up, you know, I was looking at the list because, you know, we've been on a couple. And I was decided to look at some different podcasts, book podcasts, because, you know, I haven't really listened to a whole lot of book po- podcasts. You haven't listened to a whole lot of podcasts, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, well, if anybody read the interview about us. <laughs> right. And that was one of the things I asked on our Yellow Taxi Press when they interviewed us and I, was, I mean I was like well, well, who are you inspired by in the podcast world uh, <laughs> nobody the, the only podcast guy I know is Matthew Barry and that's only because my son has a bro crush on him <laughs> and that must be sports related I'm guessing exactly. I've never heard of it fantasy football okay <laughs> and one of them was the worst the worst best sellers podcast so they take these books that are like really popular and bestsellers that aren't very good books, and then they talk about them. Can you mm. guess, Kayla? Can you guess what some of the books on that li- on mm. this podcast were? Just just take a shot in the dark. I see Fifty Shades of Gray. Yes. Yes. Woman in the Window. No. no. I don't know if that, that one. one I like on that one. But I think that 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 one and like. Girl in a train are very subjective. Well, you're... In case you didn't guess, Kayla's visiting from Lawton again. Hello, Kayla. Hello. <laughs> and Jakari, her son, is here somewhere. Is he, is he in the room still? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's over there. Hey, Jakari. He's, He's smiling. Crickets. He's shy. <laughs> Now he's making noise. He can be Garrett tonight. Yep, he's Garrett. Except for we'll be nice to him. Yeah, I was going to say, we won't pick on him like we do Garrett. We won't call him names like we do Garrett. (laughs) He'll be scarred for life. He'll be sitting in the therapist's office years from now. My mom took me to this podcast. (laughs) And I didn't feel safe. (laughs) I'm scarred for life. I was at the window like, stranger danger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this this podcast was they were very funny and quirky and a little bit ca- or crass like we are mm-hmm. crass 
us. Yeah. Woohoo for humor. And and they um they had one on Twilight. <laughs> of course she had to listen to that one because you know she secretly loves I do. Twilight. N- not even secretly. I will it. admit that I liked the Twilight books, but we've talked about we Twilight. Have talked so about it. I'm just teasing. I wanted you. to listen to what they had to say about it. And um, I listened to the Fifty Shades of Grey one and then one other one and they were funny. They and were it's pretty different funny. too because you said that they spend a lot of very specific time talking yeah. details it's about each book. It's not one that you, if you somebody looks them up and goes to their podcast, you want to make sure that you've read the book before you listen to that podcast because they completely tell you the whole book. Mm-hmm. Or in like if it, there's like a bestseller out there that something is all the rage, but you don't aren't really interested in reading it because you heard that it's not really that great. You, you can listen to theirs and they're going to tell you exactly what happens. So <laughs> maybe with some more good bits, some better bits. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know, what's it called again? It's called Worst Best Sellers. I haven't heard it yet, but it sounds hilarious. I'm it's subscribe. pretty funny. It's pretty funny. They're on um <laughs> iTunes and Google Play. I can't remember. They're on one other one. As if I, I need remember. more podcasts to listen to. They are pretty funny. But like I said, if you know, make sure you pick a book that you've already read because they will give away the ending. But Kayla, you listen to podcasts all the time, right? Yeah. So what are some of your favorite ones? Um, let's see. I only have one that's non-book related that I like, and it's Two Dope, Gr- Two Dope Queens. And then... Dope as in... D-O-P-E, dope. Yeah, like two... Like cool, not not no. No, Martha. <laughs> I don't think they'd admit that. On, right, uh, they not everything is about drugs. <laughs> well, it said dope. Just because you've got dope on the brain, we know what Martha's going to be looking for later. <laughs> four twenty was yesterday, Martha. <laughs> yeah. And I texted my son at four twenty on four twenty. Said happy four twenty. <laughs> What a great mom. Which was hilarious. Yes, thank you. My 19-year-old son, who's probably going to be in therapy 20 years from now. My mom texted me on 420. <laughs> Which book podcasts besides ours do you like? I like um, the Book Riot podcasts. Because they, they don't just talk about books. They talk about book news. So oh. stuff that's going on in the book world. And they probably have a little bit more of an inside look than we do. We're, the world outside of Three Book Girls does exist. I mean, we're still the best. World. We're still the best. Sorry, worst book podcast. I mean. We have to be the best. You're a close second. We can hang together. You know, we can have coffee. Yeah. You talk, know, talk shit on all the other podcasts because obviously we were the best. But exactly, I mean, well, you we know as in you and I. It looks like um, they're out of Washington, Washington State, Washington State. I'm going to be in Washington in June. Oh, that's Ooh, right. you can guest on their podcast. Well, I don't know about guesting on the podcast because it's supposed to be like a work trip. You're only supposed to be hanging with work people. But, you know, you if they lost. just happen to be at Starbucks the same time I'm at Starbucks, or there's a place that we're going to go that's called Biscuit Bitch. Maybe if they're at Biscuit Bitch the same time I'm at Biscuit Bitch. Go to Biscuit Bitch. <laughs> I'll be there at this time. What a coincidence. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> Nothing like getting a vacation where your boss tells you it's not really a vacation, it's work. Well, it's like, you know, I'm just team teasing. building, blah, blah, blah. They they don't want people to... If people started having their own friends go, then it wouldn't be... For one thing, it would be too hard to keep up with everybody. Make sure True. everybody's staying out of trouble. Trouble? They don't want to have to go, you know... Just because weed is legal in Washington out of State? Jail. Since we were just talking about it. Not that I'm interested in the legalization of weed <clears throat> or anything. I don't uh-huh. think it would be that bad. To tell you the truth. No, I, actually, I, I think that all of the reasons why putting it on such a dangerous list were completely misguided at the time. And I think it's ridiculous that it's illegal, but that would just be my opinion now, wouldn't it? And can you imagine us having any other opinion about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the devil's lettuce. At the iceberg. <laughs> well, I'm saying, make me a salad. Just uh, don't eat romaine, anyways, because that's for sure going to kill you. <laughs> yes, because this week there was a huge recall on romaine lettuce, mm-hmm. and you walk into the 
freaking Walmart and it, it looks like the zombie apocalypse is hit in there. There's no, there's no deli sandwiches in there. There's no bag salads. There's no lettuce of any kind anywhere in the building. Even iceberg. Well, there's iceberg. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. That's not or really like, lettuce. Or just like actual, like a head of lettuce instead of romaine. No, because I thought everybody's would... bought it all. Oh, okay. There's nothing left in there. Oh my God, we're in a romaine lettuce <laughs> shortage. The world's gonna end. I know. Because we all switched over when we, you know, those of us who grew up on nothing but iceberg, iceberg. lettuce, when we yes. got, when we grew up and realized that there was life outside of iceberg, mm-hmm. like arugula. Oh, well, I grow my own arugula. I grow my own, baby. And it's delicious. Hers is homegrown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we're calling it now. That's what we're calling it. That's it. That's a, a Quote unquote arugula. Would you like It's very spicy. Let me make you up some deviled lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) With my arugula. That was weird. I thought that was Bonnie's stomach for a second. Then I remember I didn't have the dairy. (laughs) (laughs) We were sitting at the table earlier and uh, Jakari ordered um, broccoli cheese soup. And he had it in a bread bowl, and Fonny was I in that bread bowl because she loves her some I bread. I like me some bread. Jakari didn't want to eat the bread bowl because it was a sourdough bread bowl, and he he thought it tasted funny, so he was not wanting to eat it. And Fonny's like, "Mmm, I could eat it." So then we were talking about the repercussions of Fonny eating yeah, and that bread bowl. And I said, bowl. "No, I better not. That's got that's got cheese soup in it." <laughs> And my sweater. And the fact that we would have to then uh, cancel the podcast because all of us would be passed out. I mean, I would still be good to go. But she'd be the only one in the room left conscious <laughs> from the fumes. <laughs> from I've become immune. Farting. That's why Josh came in and yelled. Maybe he knew. Farts. <laughs> Farts. Hey. Okay, enough me about my digestion. died. What? What? Yeah, yeah the little... Oh, that was really me? bad. Yeah. I wish you said. When did that happen? Uh, today, like this afternoon. Jeez, I haven't looked at the news. Oh, I don't remember his name. He couldn't have been Vern very old. Troyer, forty-nine. Does anybody know my Amazon password? Because apparently I don't. I don't know. Sorry, I haven't stalked you this week, Nicole. I don't know what your passwords are. <laughs> I gotta stay. I gotta get up on my game here. Remember Nicole's passwords. I'll just do it on my phone. Fine, just do it on your phone. That's what I do. I'm like, you know what? She's my thumbprint. So I don't know what the password is. That's sort of like when you're when you're going along and you're writing a a long winded rant on Facebook, and you use a word that you can't spell, and spell check won't get it. So then you have to choose a whole other word because you don't know how to spell the Change one you the chose. Change the whole sentence so you can use a different word. Yeah, I've done that a few times. Well, sometimes, sometimes it, Google won't even recognize that you spell it so bad. You know you're a bad speller when Google won't even recognize your misspelled <laughs> words. I suppose we could probably talk about books now. You're going to use a chair today? Yeah, I am. I got sore knees. Excuse me. Martha was on her knees too much. She's got to take a sit down. I mean, all you had to do was ask. I had my knee pads in the car. <sighs> I don't just think knee pads would have helped. You know, when you're just in one position too long, you just get a cramp. Yeah. It's not my knees, it's my toes that cramp. <laughs> yeah, there's no good position for that. <sighs> yeah, I never sit down during these things, but sometimes, you know, I'm getting to be old. I'm the oldest one in the room here. The book was better. That's what your t-shirt says. I couldn't see it earlier because you were wearing a jacket. Because it's freezing here. In springtime. It's 50 degrees. Again, we're in this crazy... Dude, two Saturdays ago, it snowed. And you're complaining it's 50 degrees outside? I know. It's very sad that you weren't on the podcast so I could say, Nicole, it snowed. Thanks very much. We left like that night Mm -hmm. when I was hippie hopping, telling you guys to hurry up so we could go play in the snow. I have a favor to ask. I'm going to I'm going to break the fourth wall right now. And I'm going to speak directly to you, listener. Book girl, 
book fiend, book tribe member, would you do us a favor, please? Since you love us and since you're listening to this podcast, would you find a friend to share the podcast with? Tell them how much you love us so that they can then in turn share us with a friend of theirs as well. With this in mind, we could conquer the world, book girls. No response from you guys? I thought that was You need to add some epic uh, music to that. Oh. Yeah, and say guys, too. Oh, and and book guys. Because we want total world domination, one book at a time. Can you put some Lord of the Rings music behind that? Maybe, yeah. Lord of the Rings music would be awesome. So... Book girls and book guys, would you please share our podcast with others? Because we feel the world would be a much better place if we could all talk about books together in the office instead of talking about fucking Dancing with the Stars. Because we're (laughs) sick of that shit, okay? Thank you for your kind attention, and we hope to see our numbers go way up this week. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anybody have anything to add to that? Uh, if you also are looking for other things to follow, Kayla over here uh, has a website called Reader Than Blogger. But can you tell us the address for it? Um, it's readerthanblogger.wordpress.com. And you can also follow her on Facebook at Reader Than Blogger. And is there anywhere else we can follow you? Um, Twitter, it's just readerblogger85. And Instagram, it's readerthanblogger. If you want to meet somebody who reads just as much as I do, that would be Kayla. She is, she and I are almost right on for the number of books that we read. She's a super reader. Awesome. She even has a cape. Nicole, I think they're shaming us right now for not reading more. Hey, I've read 17 books this year. That's awesome. good. And you have been doing a lot of reviews on your blog. I'm trying. Yes, and nicknick.blog. Yep. Uh, you can check out nicknick.blog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's blogging. <laughs> nicknick.blog, but you can also follow me follow me on Facebook at nicknick uh, and then on Instagram, uh, Twitter, but I think on Twitter you have to follow me personally, but whatevs. What about you, Vani? Do you have a blog? <laughs> I do not have a blog. I don't have a blog either. But if you ever need to find our uh, podcast, too, in a cinch, you can go to nicknick.blog, and I have a whole section for three book girls. Yeah, it's got so our see? little podcast. We got it all set up, up on there. And of course, three book girls, we have it on our Facebook and oh, yeah. usually on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we've got an Instagram account, too, for three book girls. Right. So you can follow us everywhere, and every follow stalk us, you, and have your friends stalk us. Every time you follow us, you help us out. And Cyber stalking is only a sin if we turn you in. <laughs> it's only a sin if we turn you in. I love that. You're only guilty if you get caught. <laughs> That's awful. But your honor, it was about books. It was book related. I promise. They said it was okay if it was about a book. Okay, we should probably... Yeah, books. Who's going to go first? I can go first. Nicole. Please, because i got to get my phone before I go. (laughs) Okay, so I actually finished this today, and it is one of the books that I picked for Book of the Month, one of my boxes. But uh, as I was researching it before I decided to tell you about it, I also found out it is going to be published on Tuesday, April 24th, so... Uh, you'll, you guys are probably listening to this on Monday, April 23rd of 2018. I'm going to throw the year in there just Unless, in case. Unless, of course, you're listening to a back episode, in yeah. which case it's like time travel. Another reason I'm adding the year. That's why podcasts are so fucking cool, because <laughs> yeah. you can time travel. So this will uh, be published on Tuesday, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and it's called The Girl Who Smiled Beads, A Story of War and What Comes After. And it is by... and. Please nobody hate me for butchering this last name, but she is from Uganda, so it is dif- difficult to pronounce for someone like me. And her first name's Clementine, and her last name is Wamaraya, maybe. But <laughs> I think that was Sounds a pretty good. good. That was you. You made a pretty good attempt at it, Nicole. I'm not really sure why I picked this book. It just sounded interesting, and I've been trying to read more serious books uh, mm-hmm. that matter a little bit more than my mystery murder. Well, I mean, there's war in the name, so you know I'm going to love yeah. it. <laughs> um, 
But it's about this girl, and she's actually only three years older than I am. Um, I'm 25, so she's... 28? She might be a couple years older. 29. 29. She talks about her 29th birthday. In 1994, she lived in Uganda with her family, and she had several siblings, and she lived with her uh, parents, and her parents were not, like, rich, but they had a nice house, and they got to play in the yard. And one day, something happened, and at the age of five, she didn't quite understand what was going on, but she realized, like, she could no longer go outside. It was dangerous. Um, There were these loud noises at night, and her brother told her that it was thunder, but he was lying to her, and it was actually bombing. Whoa. Um... Like, several other things happen, and finally her parents sent her and her sister to her grandmother's house. And when they're at her grandmother's house, something happens. They're essentially attacked, This like the t- little town is, and her grandmother tells them to run. And they run for a very, very, very long time. And essentially, she ends up traveling to seven different, like, countries in Africa... Like, uh, she goes to Kenya. Um, she's I was going to say, in, Africa's a big continent. She slowly starts learning that what she lived through was the Rwandan massacre. Ooh. But she was so young, she only knew that she was trying to survive. But as she goes through all of these different countries through Africa, they're stuck in refugee camps where you're treated like shit. Like, you're just something that... They half-ass try to take care of. Um, they barely feed you. They barely give you... Like, you have to walk four or five miles to get water from a pump. And sometimes guards will shut it down just for the hell of it. Um, like, there's so many different things that happen to them. And she's only with her sister. And they don't know what happens has happened to their parents. And or, they were how old when this happened? Uh, she was five. And her sister was... I'm going to say, like, maybe 13. They, she never, like... Harsh. Gave us the exact age. Um, but they go through all these countries. Her sister ends up getting married to somebody, an aid worker at one of the refugee camps. And then she ends up getting pregnant. So then now there's this little family that mm-hmm. has to also like fight for their life because they feel like they're comfortable in this little town finally after they get married they have a little house and they're with family and then something happens there too and then Mm -hmm. they go to Kenya and then like that's then they keep going to like South Africa and then they ended up having to go north again and it's just kind of this awful story and literally them fighting for their life so I was two years old when she had to run for her life like, you know, that's, and I'm, you know, living in America, this privileged life. But as she's telling the story of her childhood, essentially, she talks about her American life because she did get to come to America. Um, and she go, she tells you how she gets here. Um, and she comes as a refugee and she lives in New York for a while and she's very privileged. She gets to go to a like a board or a school, um, she has very very good grades. Uh, she gets accepted into Yale, but Yale tells her she needs to take like a remedial year of school first. Mm. So she goes to a boarding school to do that, and then she goes to Yale. Jeez. And she Talk finds about her parents. It around. She was yeah. on Oprah. Um, but this entire time, she hates herself. Like she's like she meets Oprah. And she's very obsessed with Night by Ellie Wiesel. Yeah. Um, which is a very amazing book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of the only books that accurately describes to her what she went through. And like, because he talks about freezing and walking with no shoes and like all mm-hmm. this stuff. Well, hers was the heat, not, oh, but yeah. it was the same thing. And just like the lack of humanity and being a refugee. So, even that she goes through this hardship, essentially, and that's so menial of a word, and she talks about that, how clean of a word, like, genocide is, and how that does not accurately describe things that happen um, over there. It's just, uh, 
like human a privileged human's response to like pretend like they can in, like put wrap their minds around conceptualize it hundreds of thousands of people being massacred oh. and they just call it genocide and like that well, it would be pretty hard to find a way to explain something so horrible to somebody who hasn't yeah experienced it and so but she talks about like several different things and how frustrating it is like because she grew up like hating so many things and now she has to kind of like change the way she's thinking and that she has like modeled her behavior around like like when she went to live with like kind of her foster parents even though she still got to see her sister in new york um she started dressing like them, like somebody who was from a middle-class American family. Mm-hmm. Um, when she went to San Francisco, she changed the way she looked and dressed. And But she had to do that when she was in Africa, every country she was in. So she, she had to, assimilated to each different... Mm-hmm. For survival. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she, said, she's t- she talks about how even being in America, it's still this game of survival. like, And how... I don't, it was just so fascinating and heartbreaking because, like, I can't imagine going through something like that. And then, like, yes, you're you think you're safe, but you come to America, and I mean, she talks about going to the like, um, like Vietnam War memorials and all that stuff, and just like breaking down because, I don't, like, she's seen people be murdered, and like we, I mean, we haven't. It's just something we talk about. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds a little like the book that I reviewed, la- was it last week or week before that I did Between Shades of Grey? Last week. Yeah. A little bit like that one. Because that's about refugees, and this one was about um, labor camps in Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Gosh, you guys are just a ray of sunshine over there. We try. Real world, Martha, real oh. world. I know. The real world sucks. Yeah. But uh, just so you guys know, um, Clementine Wamariah, right, currently she um, she does, like, speeches, and she goes and talks, and she's on a ton of panels um, with, like, in the United States, specifically in San Francisco, and she talks to them about how we can help refugees and what we can do to so better their life. So is this a semi-autobiographical? Yeah. It's a memoir. Oh, oh it's a memoir. Yeah. Uh, but there's a co-author, I should have mentioned that earlier, who is Elizabeth Wheel. Um, I thought it was fiction. No, this is true. Like, Dang. this happened to her. That's another reason, like, like this is her legit story. Like, wow. Yeah. Oprah brought her parents to America for her cool. to meet for the first time since she came here from Africa. Wow. And, like, she had just has this amazing story. Hmm. It sounds it sounds good. It sounds mm-hmm. like something I would read. I'll let you borrow it. Uh, that's called The Girl Who Smiled Beads, A Story of War and What Comes After. And it's by Clementine Wamariah and Elizabeth Whale. Well, my book this week is actually a... It's almost like a, a semi-biography. It's a fictional account of a very real person. The Gilded Years. My book is about... A very real person named Anita Hemmings and <clears throat> the book is called The Gilded Years and the author is Karen Tanabe. and it is about the first African American woman who went to Vassar College 40 years before they allowed African Americans into the college so how did she manage that and well she Huh. And survived to tell the story. <laughs> well, um, her parents were half white, half black, both of them. So when she was born, she was very light skinned. Oh. And um, she went to a finishing school. And because of the way that her, her records read, it never really said whether she was white or African-American. So when she filled out her Vassar application she didn't have to say she only put that because they ask you what race you are and she put that she was french and can't remember if it was english i can't remember what the other one was but she left out the part about being african 
So <clears throat> she went to Vassar on a um, as a white person, and she. I, I looked her up, and I looked up at pictures. She was a very, very attractive uh, lady. Very, very pretty. And they always called her the beauty of the college. And nobody knew. I mean, she was, you know, they just thought that she was olive complexion and had, you know, dark hair and these big, beautiful brown eyes. And and um, she talks about having to basically live a lie. You know, she has to keep up this facade of being somebody who she's not the whole time that she's there. That would there. be hard. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, like, the guilt that she feels for whether she's betraying her race by pretending that she's white so that she can have benefits that um, African-Americans don't have. Because there are some colleges that accept um, college students, like uh, Wesley, but Wesley will only allowed only allowed two colored people at a time in their college. Jeez. And like, I want to say there was another one up there too. MIT did because that's where her brother was going to school, and like a few other, but not very many. I, this was in 1897, so it's still very segregated at this point. But of wow. course, this was the North, and the North wasn't as segregated. But even, like, she had a friend that went to Wesley, and she knew, like, the the um, black students at Wesley, they got treated very, very different than the white students. Nobody wanted to room with them, so they had to find places to board off campus. So there was still this huge prejudice, and I, I just thought it was interesting and extremely sad that because she was white or pretending to be white that people were prejudiced right to her face so she would have to sit there and listen to them talk bad about and she her couldn't friends say and family right and because if she even if ugh. she you know said something you know defending defending they would automatically look at her twice and she didn't want anyone to look at her twice and like um she was part of the debate team and, you know, they gave you subjects to debate. She had to debate the pro to separate but equal. Oh. I mean, just... it Torture! It was. I it, You just really felt for this girl who just... You know, she's a teenager. She's in college. She's wanting to live her life. And she ends up her senior year. She goes back and she gets roomed with um, this one lady who was extremely popular. Her family was big in society, in New York society, and the um, roommate wants her to go do all of this stuff with her. So she takes her, like, to the opera and to Harvard for a football game and all of this stuff, and she starts meeting a lot of people. Well... Her family at the same time is telling her, you need to quit doing all of this stuff. Somebody is going to find out. Somebody is going to find out. Don't tell us what happens. No, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it's just, it's a very good story. And the write, and the author does a really good job at making you understand how she's feeling. I mean, you really, your heart goes out to this poor girl in college and out to the other people and you just want to like jump into the book and shake some of these people for being so stupid. Well, that's pretty much me on a daily basis wanting to yeah. <laughs> shake people because but they're being so stupid. At the same time, yeah. there's some of the, there's at least one of the professors that knows. And never says anything? He doesn't say anything. Hmm. And they kind of, she kind of like keeps her after class one time and because one of her her friend who goes to Wesley and, you know, is colored and, you know, is known to be colored, not pretending to be white or anything. Um, she knows that she's friends with her. Oh. And so she kind of guesses, but she doesn't say anything to anyone because she doesn't want to, you know, blow her cover. And she kind of questions her a little bit about it. And um, Anita Hemmings does a really, you know, tries to 
get away from it, you know, tries to be vague in her answers. But she, after she leaves, she kind of thinks that her professor knows, and you find out later that the professor did know, but she just didn't say anything. But And like I said, Anita Hemmings is a real person. You can look her up. Because I did, of course. You know me. I stopped <laughs> well, reading so in the have, middle of it and Googled it. two in the same podcast. And both about African Americans. Yeah, I know. And we're about to go on to a third. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. well, you guys, you do this to me and I wasn't prepared for it. It wasn't planned. <laughs> I didn't know what anyone else was going to review. We See, that's the thing. It. It just Nobody happened. talks about what we're going to review and then we get here and it's like, it all falls into place mm-hmm. except for Martha, who's the big old sore thumb. Well, I mean, you're just giving us a break of being the serious ones of the bunch. I am the big old sore thumb. <laughs> but right. I, there was it's parts good. of this book that I really, really loved. And there was the ending was fantastic. Because, I mean, it just... The people who had done other people wrong in this book got what was coming to them. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Stick it to the man. Exactly. And it was awesome. And it was a great book. And like I said, it was... She talked about it all week long. She kept going, oh my gosh, that was such a good book. That was such a good book. That was such a good book. Well, you know, it's... it's. And then we're in Half Price Books talking about what we're going to do. And she goes, oh, I don't know which one I'm going to do. I'm like, duh. Well, the because... one you talked about all week. <laughs> There's another one that I really, really want to review too. That's why I was like, I don't know which one. But Gilded Years was really... I, I would recommend it. I really would. And, and who was the author on that? Uh, Karen Tanabe. And it was just, it was awesome. She did such a great job at making you feel what everybody else was feeling. And making you hate the people that needed to be hated and love the people who needed to be loved. Awesome. It was great. And it is a fictional account because, and the author, because I did the audiobook, and the author talks to you afterwards and she says that you know this is something that really did happen they have some of the the you know transcripts of what happened at Vassar at the time um, but there's also notes that have come up missing and oh, so it's not a total nonfiction. and there's it's some of the facts account. that they changed a little bit just to make the story better and of course, you know, Anita Hemmings' day-to-day life, they would have no way of knowing that. Mm-hmm. So, excuse my phone. It was Me really too. good. I would I would recommend it. The I Mutual mean, Admiration Society of Three over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that I have a hard time with some books trying to understand. I, I just feel like maybe I should choose some science fiction. I'm pulling science fiction out of my ass just to throw things up in the air today. Well, if you want to be that different, you just go right ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, shall we move on, Miss Kayla? Sure. Going to bring it in? Yeah. So, I actually had two other books I was going to review, but I didn't finish either one of them. So, I'm just going to go back to an old favorite. And I have the actual copy that my mom had, and she gave to me when I was like in sixth Aww. grade. And her birthday's Tuesday, so Aww. I figured I'd talk mom. about it. Happy birthday, Mama. It is the color purple. This, if you ask me what my favorite book is, this is it. Like, hands down. Especially because your mom gave it to you. I mean, that makes it extra special, too. It's Color Purple by Alice Walker. And she actually won the Pulitzer Prize for this book. It seems to me that somebody else on that we had on the podcast one day was talking about that being one of their favorite books. And I, I'm sure it's on one of our episodes. I just don't remember which one. It, it was on very, the, very early. Like yeah. it was one of the... No, it was, I think it was on the one that where I talked about um, The Hate You Give. Because The Color Purple was one of the ones that I wanted to read. No, but there was too much. I read it. Time too. I reviewed it the very first. It was, but oh, it was like when we first started. Okay. All right. I knew that that was in there somewhere. I it's knew been it. like two years. Yeah, but it's been mm-hmm. a while, and certainly not not from your mama. Your mama <laughs> didn't give it to you. That's what makes it extra special. Well, yeah. now that it's mama recommended, we all better read it. <laughs> yep. We don't want to get in trouble with mom. Okay, Kayla. All right. So, um, color purple is actually written in letter form. It's one of the only books I've read that's written in letter form. So is it letters to someone or letters to God. from? 
oh. letters to God. Seely, um, that's the only way she knows how to get her feelings. It's like it's like her keeping a diary. So you have Seely, and this story takes place in Georgia, probably 1920s. So everything's segregated. Um, Seely, being a story starts off. She is being raped by her father. By her father? Her father. Mm-hmm. So he <gasps> ends up, she ends up having two of his babies, both of which he takes and she doesn't know where they go. By the time she's like 12, 13 years old, Mr. comes along and he wants to marry her sister, Nettie. So their father is like, you can't have Nettie. She's the smart one. She's the pretty one. She's going to be something. But I'll give you Seely in a cow you can have her she cooks good she knows how to do she's a hard worker you can have this child i want to kill this so he 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 thinks he goes and he thinks about it and he comes back and he takes her but he still wants Nettie, so she goes to live with him and he basically treats her like she's his slave she cleans she has to take care of all his kids she has to cook the house is nasty because his wife ran off with another man it's awful living conditions for her. So she writes these letters to God in her head. Dear God, this is what's happening. All this time she wants to know where her kids are. So eventually Nettie comes to live with them. She runs away from home. Um, and of course, Mr. welcomes her with open arms because that's the wife that he wants. And Nettie starts teaching Celie how to read. So she starts teaching her how to read and try to give her, tell her, you have a voice of your own. You have a mind of your own. You're not dumb. You are smart. So Mr. He doesn't like this very much. So he, of course, has to try to make his move on Nettie. Well, she fights back. And once she does that, he tells her she has to leave. He kicks her out. No questions asked. So she tells Celie, write, just write. Wherever I'm at, just write me. So she leaves. Celie doesn't see her sister for years. She keeps, she has to stay married to Mr. Well, Mr. has this woman, this blues singer, Suge Avery, that he brings home because she's sick. And Celie has to take care of this woman. And they actually start building a friendship after all is said and done. And she's telling Celia, I don't know why you're here with this man. He's no good, but I love him. And I know he treats you bad, but long, as long as I'm around, I won't let him treat you bad. So Suge gets better and she decides she's going to go off and she she's going to leave. Well, she wants to take Celie with her. Well, Mr. is not having any of that. So she has to end up leaving Celie there. But she leaves her there. But by this point, Celie has become a little more aggressive. A little more, you know, I'm not really going to do what you tell me to do because I have a mind of my own. And she starts looking into finding where her children are at. Don't tell too much more. Okay. My goodness. So, Shook ends up coming back with her new husband and they find these letters. And these letters are from Nettie that he has had <gasps> all of these years. That she's written to Celie? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so... So she basically went from the frying pans into the fire. Yeah. From her dad to this This asshole. Yeah. So she starts reading these letters and finding her sister is in Africa and, you know, living life. And she finds out all this information and that infuriates her. Oh. So, yeah. So it goes on. I mean, it does have a happy ending. You know, I like that. But in the book, you see a lot of stuff like as far as domestic abuse and rape and prejudice and racism. All of that is wow. in there. And there's even lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Boy, you yeah. got the whole gamut. Yeah. Which is it's kinda, really good. It's, which, I mean, I see why it's on the banned books list, too. Because back mm-hmm. in 1985, you don't read about stuff like that. Mm. You can't read that stuff. That's another one that's heartbreaking to read because of how true that was during that time period, not just for one person, but for mm-hmm. a, whole, a lot of people. Of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Being dehumanized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just makes me want to... Oh, I get so angry when I hear stories yes, like that. But it has a good ending. It has a good ending. And it's also my favorite movie. <laughs> 
So double <clears throat> barrels, huh? Yeah. Favorite book, favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I've actually, I need to go watch the movie. I've never seen the movie or read the book. I highly recommend. See, now I wish I would have picked it up at Half Price Books when I saw it. I didn't pick it up. We can always it's go probably back. one of the only books that I have read multiple times. I have a copy, too, if you need that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so who was our title and artist? Again? It's The Color Purple by Alice Walker. The name of the book I read is Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. And I put it on hold. What was the last name? Alice what? Feeney. F-E-E-N-E-Y? Yeah, can you read the date on that magazine? I think I might have put it on before. I think it's on the top. March 16th. Okay, so that can't be right. Well, maybe it was. That was about a month ago. That's a double issue. I saw it on a list somewhere. I probably was in in this magazine because I get Entertainment Weekly every week. And the first thing I do is flip to the back to the book section and see what they've got on there. And if there's anything remotely that I might be interested in, I go put it on hold at the library. And I have a little star by this one in the magazine. Just came off hold this week and I just finished reading it. This one, I read it really super fast because it was very, very good. There's a shocker. Martha read something fast. Josh is doing a little dance. Josh (laughs) Barkboy doing a little dance. He's doing a little dance. Make a little love. Get down tonight. <laughs> Get down tonight. <laughs> okay. And you so. started dancing and ran him off. <laughs> I know. He doesn't like my dance. Josh. So this is a twisty thriller. I read it so quickly, I just couldn't stop. It was one of those ones where I was just constantly listening to it because I wanted to see what was going to happen. It started out kind of, in the beginning, the first line made me roll my eyes. So I was like, oh, please. You know how I am. I'm so cynical. So that it starts out It starts out, and it says something like, um, I'm in a coma. She gives these facts about herself, self, and she goes and she sort of makes a list of what is happening to her, right? And then at the end of this little paragraph, she says, and sometimes I lie. So you have no idea what is the truth and what isn't in this book. Mm-hmm. But she's lying there and about three quarters of it in a coma. Hmm. I liked it, not maybe so much because of the story she was telling, which was good and twisty, but I liked some of the little details that were really different from other books I've read. For example, she's aware that she's there. I mean, she talks a lot about being trapped in her body, and some of the grossest things I, I don't know why I thought it was just so cool. I'd always wondered, I guess, of what it would be like if you were trapped in your body, what, you, what you'd be thinking as you were laying there. And she's thinking about stuff like, oh, my God, I just shit my bed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> and describing the way it felt in these horrible situations, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> disgusting but for some reason I'm thinking man these are great details is that why you were so fascinated with your ass being warm on the way here that had to have been it man Ooh, my ass my ass is warm. so warm do you use the little toasty butt warmers I because I did in my car yeah well yeah that's what she was talking about yeah, I thought so hopefully she didn't all shit day and we got back in the car I use my the butt warmer in my car like literally if it's 80 degrees outside I'm like I'm just gonna turn this oh, on it's love gonna be warmer. great <laughs> I need this. Like, you guys are disgusting. Like, what is that lady doing over at the I'm enjoying my baby more. Nobody likes a sweaty ass. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody likes a sweaty ass. All right, getting back to this uh, coma patient. Like I said, those little details about what it might be like to be in a coma really made the book feel different. And with as many books as I read, that's a big plus right there. Mm-hmm. Something that's different enough to make me feel like I'm not in the same book that I've read 5,000 freaking times. It's something different for a change. So I like that part of it a lot. I also was totally caught off guard by the story because I'm thinking this is going to happen and that's going to happen and just when I think that I've kind of got it figured out then it goes completely in the other direction and I'm like whoa yeah there were a lot of really extremely I just didn't totally figure out what was going on in it she's a radio presenter which of course is another reason why 
I kind of was into the story because obviously I have a little bit in common with the with the girl. And she talks about her relationship with some of the people that she worked with and you don't really know exactly why she got where she is. You don't really know exactly who her friends and family are because you don't know if she's telling you the truth because she's the one narrating the story. I don't know. I thought it was good just because it was such an unusual story. I, obviously, I, I just did that whole thing without telling you absolutely nothing about the book. And that's the point. You get into the thing and you're going to start reading it and it's going to totally throw you off anyway. It sounds interesting. But it was a thriller because you have no idea who put her in the coma. You know that she has, she's been in some sort of a, quote, accident and something has gone horribly wrong. You know that. But you don't know why and you don't, all of these other details that she's trying to explain to you, you don't know if any of it's really accurate. Because sometimes she lies. Because sometimes she lies. And she even <laughs> says it right in the first two sentences of the book. Sounds like it could be an 80s hairband song. Sometimes she lies. <laughs> and your hair is kind of big today because you know that. Yeah. <laughs> we get a, a humid day. Monty's got some big hair going. Uh, anyway, it's it's a very fast read. Pick it up. It was worth the read. It was good. Not one that I'm going to you know go down in history saying it was absolutely fantastically wonderful, but it was a very entertaining book to read. I it liked it. it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Fast. Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. Also, there's an article about it in Entertainment Weekly's March. What did you say? Sixteenth. March sixteenth episode where they put it side by side with another book called Let Me Lie by Claire McIntosh. So they sort of did a... It was a whole lying episode. Yeah. <laughs> Almost expect them to break out into your lion eyes in the background or something. Um, but they gave Isn't it a that B, a song? They gave it a B plus in here. Awesome. They gave it a, a higher rating than Let Me Lie. Great. So that was their take on it. <laughs> Very cool. She has another book coming out this year, the author. Alice Beanie does? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I Kill. Oh, yes. Mm. So it's supposed to be a sequel? Yeah, it is. I read it about it now that you mention it. It made me think about it because the first thing I did was go look it up to see if it was a, her debut. And yes, it is her debut. So I will probably buy it because... I think it has big potential because of its very twisty nature. I bet my copy's going to be a first edition. <laughs> I'm just saying. Stop taunting me over there, Kayla. Did you get it from the Book of the Month Club? No, I want it. Oh, that's right. She won it. Oh, it is going to be a first edition. You get a little minx. Oh. <laughs> she just comes up and she's like strutting around with her first she, edition. Yeah, she brings a first edition of the Goldfinch with her, rub our faces in. But notice, she didn't show it to you until after you bought the Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Kai. <laughs> Jesus, smart girl. And then, and then we're standing in line and she's like, oh yeah, by the way, I want a book. <laughs> and then she tells me what it is. I'm like, dude, I'm going to review that tonight. Damn it. I guess I'm going to have awesome. to go find my own damn first edition then. It's on. It's on. The battle of the first editions. Kayla and I are going to duke it out in the end. (laughs) Pisces versus Pisces. (laughs) Hey, that'd make a good movie. Put on our tails and. (laughs) Can we YouTube that? (laughs) I bet you we'd get some hits. (laughs) Tail fights. (laughs) Did you read Cersei yet? No, not yet. A, they said it's a follow-up to her first book, so I'm kind of wondering uh, if I need to yeah. read the first one or Actually, not. Actually, I put that on... Um, the first one? I was going to put it on hold, but it looks way too fucking boring for me. I, th- I don't, It's all Greek history. I want to read history. it without reading the first one. I, yeah. I'm telling you, it, it's a like, historical fiction type thing. If you're into that, you might dig it. She bases it off of... It's supposed to be very similar to the Iliad, and yeah, she I can't, uses the same mythology. I can't even... That makes my brain hurt just looking at it. Sorry about you. Yeah. You guys go right ahead and read that one. We will. I can't remember what it's called, but I, I looked it up because I thought maybe I might want to buy a copy of it for my bookshelf. 
What, Song of Achilles? Yeah, Song of Achilles yeah. and Circe. Yeah. You can't buy it if you're not going to read it. No bullshit. I say I can buy whatever the hell I want. <laughs> hey, Nicole. No. <laughs> she she hicked it on up last week without you I here. Thank God I was not here. I oh said, my Nicole, God, let me tell you. this shit right here. I hope somebody listens and gets really offended and emails us something about how offensive your hick accent Martha is. Just is so, so I can feel. Oh my God, she's the most offensive woman on the planet. There's a lady that I work with that sounds just like that, like Martha's hick accent. Hey, can you have her listen to the All podcast the when Martha's... time. Um, no, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. Mm-hmm. I tried to listen to Lincoln and the Bardo. See? Am I not the only one? I couldn't do it. See? Ten minutes and I was like, yeah, Did anybody actually finish that book? I mean, I, I tried didn't to read it. it. I, I tried it. to listen to it. No. Didn't happen. I couldn't do either one. So what were you saying about the Kindle books? Oh, have you guys ever tried to, because I don't listen to Audible, but there's a check mark. So like you download it or whatever, or you pay for it like a Kindle book and it says add Audible for $1.99. Have you ever tried that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I haven't. You guys should try it and see if it's I just, think I'm gonna try you get the audio. Yeah, it's literally $1.99. So, awesome. well, so like you're downloading this free book, but even if you're not... For a like buck the, ninety nine, you get the auto. But the Kindle is like if you were just buying that book anyways off Kindle, it's four ninety nine. So that's still cheaper than like a normal. I don't understand yeah. how they can do that because the because, audio is so expensive. Because they're probably giving you like a discounted rate because you already Bought are paying book. for the book. Oh yeah. Well, we did have a little boy in here for I most know. of it. We couldn't talk about, you know... I didn't want to talk about catching my dick on fire earlier (laughs) because he was in the room. No, we couldn't talk about... It's because I told Martha when we were teenagers, we used to catch ourselves on fire, our pants on fire, and she thought I said penis. Penis. You know, you would take the butane and, you know, catch... And it would flame up on your pants. Did you ever do that as a teenager? She said pants. Like that. I think I... It sounded like she said penis. I think... I might have put a little bit of a New York flair on there. And she goes, you caught your penis on fire? I'm like, Martha, I don't have a penis. And she I said, said, yeah, not, not now you don't. <laughs> he burned it off. <laughs> it's the white trash way to a sex change. <laughs> We're done. I couldn't, I couldn't afford the, the anesthesiology, so I just caught my dick on fire. Bring me that fuel over there. <laughs> Bring me... Bring me that there firecracker. I can make a hole. <laughs> make a hole. <laughs> it only hurt for a little bit. Oh, that stings! Are you guys ex- uh, excited about the new okay. Joe Hill? New Joe Hill is it? Yeah, it's not strange yeah. weather, is it? Hold on, I, ha- I saw an advertisement for it today. Because that's. He, that's been out for a little while. We just haven't read it yet because, you know, there are ten thousand people in front of us in the library. Joe, if you just send us a free copy once in a while, cough it up, buddy. Who's his I publisher? mean, could you cyberstock him a little bit? Maybe he'll pay you off with a book. Yeah, I doubt it. We'll just call nine one one again. You're only guilty if you get. Okay, on. maybe it was strange weather, but yeah, they were advertising it like it was, or was it dark carousel? What dark? Oh, that's no. the one that's going to be on uh, album, the vinyl edition. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what I saw. I thought it was a new release. I'm sorry. I just crushed your hopes and dreams. See, Martha. now you got me all hot and bothered over here. Oh, my penis was on fire and everything. <laughs> <laughs> now you see why I was so upset. I wanted to talk about that. And Jakari's sitting over there with his little angelic little face. And I'm like, he's a boy. Of course he's going to freak out if we talk about his genitals being aflame. <laughs> <laughs> He'll freak him out for life. He'll be, he's the one that's going to be, be in recovery from... Tell him to always make sure and weigh protection and his penis will never, never feel like fire. it's burning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't completely traumatize him. <laughs> well, what? He's not in the room right now. <laughs> Tyler, he's visiting with Tyler and the other sports guys at the moment, so now we can talk about naughty things. <laughs> not feel like horrible horrible mothers <laughs> horrible parents <laughs> so is that gonna do it yeah i think that uh our our penises are now intact or gone 
Well, yeah, actually, they are gone. They're, we don't have because them. Because I can't talk for you, but my my penis is not <laughs> present. But you said you had a girl penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you tried to spill Starbucks on my lap. <laughs> I did she not. Was trying try. to, she was trying to burn off my girl penis. <laughs> <laughs> We need to wrap this up. We're too silly. All right. (laughs) Thank you again. Please share our podcast with your friends and family. And that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.